Podcast Network Asia. First Metrosec is providing this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity do not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of First Metrosec. First Metrosec disclaims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast. You are listening to First Metro Security's Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. You are listening to Philippine Stock Market Weekly's Market Bites, our mini-series which strives to deliver trading and investing analysis built on our research reports. For in-depth information, you may also log in to your First MetroSec account and head to the Research tab. Hi everyone, I'm Adele and I cover the banks and telcos for First Metro Securities Research. In this episode, let me share with you our latest company update for Globe titled Defending Market Share is Paramount. In this report, we maintained our hold call for Globe with a lower target price of 1,830 pesos. This is following our downgrade in our EBITDA assumptions by 3.2% and 4.1% in forecasted years 2023 and 2024. We highlight the following considerations. First, based on the recent SIMCA registration figures, mobile market share between Globe and its closest competitor, PLDT or TEL, appears closer than historical data suggests. We conclude this based on data from the National Telecommunications Commission, or NTC, which showed Globe having 42.7 million subscribers or 46.1% of the 92.6 million registered SIM cards as of the initial deadline of the SIM card registration act on April 26, 2023. In fact, the data also points to tell having a slightly higher market share at 47.2% with over 43.7 million SIM card registrations. Therefore, Given the lower-than-expected subscribers so far registered with Globe, we now assume Globe will be able to register a total of 47.7 million active SIMs this year, implying a 45% reduction from Globe's 86.7 million mobile user base. At this point, we are not counting on substantial SIM card activations within the 90-day extension period. In an earlier statement, the Department of Information Communications Technology, or DICT, has said it estimates over 50 million SIMs are considered disposable or used only for telemarketing or scamming purposes. Second, we reiterate that fixed-line space will remain a tough market to penetrate for Globe. On a consolidated basis, we update our estimates and expect the churn in Globe's home broadband subscribers to bottom out to over 2.3 million accounts this year 
as it continues to defend its market share, wherein it has 1.43 million fixed wireless and 1.12 million wired subscribers. While we view the competition in the sector could turn more rational this year versus its wireless counterpart, we think it will still be challenging for Globe to catch up with PLDT and Converge. Reasons being, on one hand, as opposed to its competitors, the majority of Globe's home broadband subscribers are fixed wireless. Thus, defending market share is important, especially that COVID-19 has highlighted the importance of having a reliable fixing connection, whether for work or leisure. Hence, converting its fixed wireless users to wired accounts should be paramount to defending its market share. On the other, we argue that catching up in fixed-line broadband segment is a tall order. Globe may need to be a price disruptor and incur larger capex given competitors' already strong coverage in Tier 1 and Tier 2 cities, as well as their leadership in port rollouts. To close the market share gap, we believe Globe may need to be a price disruptor, especially given the stickiness of fixed-time broadband subscribers, and spend larger capex for network expansion in less dense cities or areas. Third, we assume Globe will monetize another 30 billion in tower assets and recognize an estimated 8 to 9 billion pesos in related one-time gains in forecasted year 2023. As of April 28, 2023, management shared that 44% or a total of 3,120 towers out of the 7,059 towers have been successfully transferred to tower companies, raising roughly 40.5 billion pesos to date. Of this figure, roughly 30 billion pesos was raised in 2022 from 2,410 towers, or around 34% of the towers. This is subject to certain closing conditions, and management expects a sale for the remainder of the assets to be finalized within the year. For now, we expect Globe can raise another 30 billion pesos from tower sales similar to last year. Finally, we lower the bit the margins on negative operating leverage and the land interest rates assumption in line with Globe's 2022 performance. Overall, these adjustments resulted in a 3.2% and 4.1% downward adjustments to our bit the forecasts for Globe in full year 2023 and 2024. Again, we maintain a hold on Globe with a TP trimmed to 1,830 pesos. Our new TP implies a 6 times EV EBITDA on forecast a 2023 EBITDA of 76.4 billion pesos, below EMPR average of 7 times. That's it for our Globe Company update. Thank you. Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash firstmetrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.